Hey guys, I'm Sasha. And I'm Joe. We're your hosts and you're listening to the Unveiling Her podcast. Join in on the conversations of two best friends where we cultivate a safe space for women as we have honest, open, and transparent conversations. Tune in every Monday as we get real about faith, culture, relationships, yes, the wins and the fails, as well as the daily struggles we go through as women. Through these conversations, we hope that you are encouraged to pursue Christ as he continues to unveil you into who he has called you to be. Hey family, it's your girl, Sasha. Hey guys, this is Joe, and welcome back to the Unveiling Her podcast. Yes, welcome back to another episode. Um, first and foremost, it's a good day to be listening to the Unveiling Her podcast, period. Yes. Listen, so. it's fall, the weather is nice, why not? It's a new week, why not start your week off great by listening to our podcast? <laughs> you sound so fake. Yeah. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. Listen, I cannot wait. I even I listen to it every Monday. I'm like, let me just listen to the podcast. Really? I wish yes. I could say the same. I don't be listening. I'll be like, ew. I, sound <laughs> I don't even see it as like, oh, this is me. I like just hearing what we're talking about. And like, sometimes you just need a reminder of like what you said or like what God spoke through you. So I just be like, listening. This is true. I will say like, I do listen to like some of our past episodes, especially when I need encouragement. And so I'll, I'll agree with that. But yes, welcome back. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and rocking with us as always. We are so excited for this episode because for one, it's going to be a really good topic that we're talking about today, but we also have a very special guest mm-hmm. and um, I'll let her introduce herself, but I'll say she is a woman of God first and foremost, but yeah, I'll let her introduce herself. Hi everybody. This is Lori. Um, well, my real name is Lauren, but people I go by Lori. I'm a Dallas native. Um, um, I, I'm an event planner. Um, I have a branding company, and I'm currently engaged to be married um, next year in May. I know I'm just spitting out random facts, but no. I never know how to talk about myself. But yeah, that's a little bit about me, and I'm really excited to be on you guys' podcast today. Yes. And thank you so much, Lauren. Uh, We are so excited to have you. But um, Lauren is my friend. Like I I met Lauren in college. (laughs) And um, yeah, we met through mutual friends. And then we've been friends since college. And so um, we are super excited to have you on. It's like my pleasure to see God grow you and mature you throughout the years, like you're you spiritually, you. and like you said, you're about to be a wife. Like she a wife, <laughs> and so um, it's just it's just like I don't know. Like when things happen for my friends, I'm like, man, I'm just glad to just witness what God is doing in your life. So, yes, um, and you are the one who helped us with our event that we just had, our social mixer. So yes, she is an event planner, the vision by Lori. So make yes. sure you go follow her because Definitely. she's awesome at her job. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. And the mixer was great. Like we, the, yeah, the Lord moved for sure. That was a really good mixer. Yes. But yes, Lauren, we're so excited to have you on. Um, yeah, I also met Lauren and we all went to college together, but I feel like I met you kind of later on, but I will say one thing about you, Lauren, is you have such a friendly spirit um 
and it's just so infectious and I still remember the first time I did meet you and you were just so friendly and so nice and it's really an honor and a pleasure to get to have you be a part of our conversation today and yes so let's get into it yes okay so before we start our questions for Lauren um we already talked about how each episode, we have a question from our Unveiling Her Social Mixer that we just feel like these are good questions that everybody needs to hear the answers to, or people may have the same question and they don't even know, like, they don't have answers. So our -hmm. question for um, this episode is, what is something you had to work through in your life? So what is something you had to work through in your life? I'm just giving us like thinking time. We all answering the question. Yes, <laughs> yes, feel free. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out which one I want to expose right now. Because, <laughs> like, expose it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say for me in this season, I'm learning how to um really trust God and just Mm-hmm. really trust God daily um, because it's a real it's really a daily thing and that's what I'm learning like just because I trusted God on Monday that don't mean it's gonna last till Thursday like it's really me like a daily surrender like okay Lord I trust you today I trust you today so um, I think that's something that I'm learning just how to trust God with every aspect of my life because I feel like sometimes you trust God like I saw I've seen him come through in this way and this way and you can just have firm faith in that. But then there are other areas in your life where it's like, okay, Lord, I haven't seen you move in this area. So I'm struggling to trust you here. So learning how to trust God with every aspect of my life and um, just learning how to surrender that to him daily. That's kind of like, I would say what I'm working on currently. That's good. Yeah, that came up in my mind too. But as you were talking more, I would say that mine would be insecurities. Like that's something that I had to work through in my life because in this season, even like, I feel like God is putting me in certain positions where he's calling like leadership and like things out of me that are, have already been inside of me. But for so long, I'm like, eh, I don't want to do that. Or, you know, just to worry about what others may think. And so I feel like for me, like throughout my life, it was like physical insecurities. Now it's more like insecurities concerning my purpose. Like, mm. okay, God is, called me to be a leader in this area but I'm like I don't know I'm shy or you know all that stuff like that so he's calling me to like break free from those things that I've spoken about myself so that's something that I'm still working on Mm -hmm. that's good Um, okay I would say for me um I've been working through healing um I know that's kind of what this podcast is going to be about today but um just kind of getting over things that may have happened to me in the past and um, accepting like the blessings that God has for me today and just kind of healing through that process since it's an ongoing process. Um, I think that's, yeah, that's what I've been working through for sure this year. And it's been good. Um, I've just been leaning on God for that. So, yeah, I love how you said it's an ongoing process because I think that's been one of my biggest lessons. Like, Because sometimes we think, okay, Lord, I surrendered this at the altar to you and you think you're done, but no, like different, like different things can trigger it again. Different things can come up and you're like, man, I thought I was, I thought I, I thought I dealt with that. I thought I was healed completely from that, but it's just a reminder, like, no, like this is really an ongoing process. We surrender to God daily. Sometimes 
every hour if you need to. Right. So yeah. I, I think that's been the biggest takeaway. Like it's an ongoing process. And we thank God that like, even at the times where we are faithless or even at the times where we, we were not trusting him, he still remains faithful to us. So I think that's the best part, but yes. Yeah. So let's talk about what this episode is all about. Um, so Lauren, you kind of hinted to it just a few seconds ago where you talked about like healing. So really in this episode, we want to talk about or dive deeper into emotional abuse within relationships um, and also how to heal and overcome from that. And so Lauren, we're so excited to have you on because I know you felt led to share your story and things of that nature. But I think that this episode ties so well with um, our last episode, which when we talked about identity, because sometimes when we go through seasons like this, it can really alter the way that we see ourselves and really begin to alter the way we view our identity as a whole. So, you know, as we talk about purpose, as we talk about identity, I think that talking about emotional abuse and just the things other have other like other circumstances have placed on us is super important. So, yeah. Yes, that's good. I am so excited to talk about this because I really do believe that women will be blessed, you know, and we overcome by the the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so through our testimonies, whatever we share, it's like unlocking um, the healing of someone else. So I'm, I'm thankful, Lauren, that you would like to share about this. This takes a lot of courage. And so I believe that somebody else will be healed through your testimony. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and we even just thank you that you saw this as a safe space for you to even share as well. So um, we would love for you to open up about your experience, Lauren, and just share what, you know, as much as you feel led to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, first, I want to start with, uh, I know I mentioned earlier that I am engaged to be married next year in May. And I, I wanted to touch on this really quick because I feel like like when, when people, like when women get engaged or um, married, a lot of times it just looks like everything is, you know, good. And um, mm-hmm. while they're married, you know, a lot of females are like, I want to be married. I want to be engaged, but they don't think about like what it took to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so before, before I even had a relationship with my current fiance, um, I had to deal with a lot of traumatic, well, I don't want to say a lot, but I've dealt with some pretty traumatic relationships where I experienced emotional abuse um, for the sake of what I thought at the time was love. That's what I thought at the time. Um, And it took me time to realize, you know, what love really is. But um, I'm really glad to talk about this testimony um, and actually finally share about this um, just to let other women know that they're not alone. I know that a lot of women deal with emotional abuse within relationships, not even with just a significant other, um, even like with their families, with their friends, um, and they're not able to navigate, you know, during that time, you know, what to do to get out of that relationship um, or how to heal from that relationship. So I just, first of all, really want women to know that you are not alone um, and that um there I've been through this too and it's it's a healing process but you can get through it um and I'm just hoping that my story can encourage the next woman to truly value her worth and her being and um just continue to move forward so that's briefly what it is that I'm about to talk about with you guys 
That's good. And you pretty much already said like why you feel led to tell others about your story and your testimony today. So can you just let us know what is emotional abuse and what would you say are some signs of emotional abuse in a relationship? Yeah, um, definitely. So emotional abuse, it's like non-physical behaviors that are meant to control you, isolate you or frighten you. Um, it can be experienced, like I said, with not only just significant others, but with your peers, um, parents and, you know, the like, um, some red flags to look at, um, look out for is, you know, if you're with someone that's tearing you down instead of lifting you up and building you up, um, saying things that just make you feel lesser than, I would say that's a huge red flag. Um, and then if, they're, if your significant other is keeping you away from your friends and your family, they're over possessive. Um, they feel like your time is 100% their time. Um, I would say that's definitely a red flag. Um, and then also just if you can tell that your significant other is just not viewing you and seeing you the way that God sees you, that's a huge red flag. And I know we're gonna dive more into that, but um, those are just a few red flags I would say to look out for um, when it comes to someone that's being emotionally abusive to you. Mm, thank you for sharing that. Um, I feel like you've already said so many things that like, I'm already just kind of pondering on. Um, I love how you talked about emotional abuse, not just in terms of like a romantic relationship and how a lot of people have dealt with emotional abuse from like their parents or from friends or just other individuals in their lives and how that can affect them. Because I feel like in the beginning when I, when I thought about this topic, I was just thinking about it in terms of like, you know, a romantic partner. So I love that you did bring about the fact that no, like, People can experience emotional abuse in so many different forms. Um, and even as you were talking, I was reminded that, you know, did y'all know that October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month? Wow, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow, like very fitting for us to talk about this topic. And although, and I just want to let everyone know out there, although we are, you know, specifically talking about emotional abuse, um, people are going through some real things in their relationship. You know, people are going through physical abuse as well. Um, and so even though today is more, you know, focused on this emotional abuse, there is just so many things that women go through. And it's not even just the women problem. I think sometimes when people think abuse in relationships, you know, it's always, targeted and looked at, you know, oh, the woman is dealing with that. But there are also men who are, can, can find themselves in physical and um, emotionally abusive relationships. So, yeah. yeah. So good. I'm glad that we're, we're talking about this too, because like you said, like people who are listening, who are also going through just physical abuse, but I feel like emotional abuse is not something that people really realize like manipulation and all that that's like mm -hmm. literally emotional abuse abuse and so sometimes people don't even realize that they're in an abusive relationship because one they probably haven't even seen a healthy relationship around them and then two they don't even know like oh emotional abuse is a thing and so I'm thankful that you also Lauren just gave us the red flags like the signs of someone who is emotional abusive mm -hmm. emotionally abusive and so um can you um just let us know just more about your story like more about exactly what you went through 
um, and how you came out of that emotional abusive relationships. Cause I know you said that you had you not a lot, but you said you had like a few um, relationships. Can you kind of dive more into like your, your story? Um, yeah, I was, I was dating a guy in college and, um, I started picking up on the abuse when I kind of saw like where his anger would go. Um, he was dealing with a lot of things internally. And now that I'm, you know, way past that, I'm able to see kind of what could have, the things that could have triggered it. Um, but at the time, it was just all bad. Um, he, you know, he would yell at me. He would, he would go zero to a hundred. Um, he would get angry at the smallest things. He didn't want me hanging out with a lot of friends, um, just mainly be around him. And um, it really got to the point where it was spiraling out of control. Um, our, our arguments would just be very toxic. Um, it got to the point like where, you know, he was throwing things at me, throwing things over my head. He spat on me. It was just, it was just very just disrespectful altogether. It's just something that I would not wish on my worst enemy um, to have to deal with in a relationship. Um, but a, a part of me felt like, you know, he would change. And I think that's a common misconception for women that deal with abuse is thinking that this man or whoever this person is will eventually change. And even though they might, you being in the relationship with them is not going to help them change. So um, that's something that I had to realize is that, you know, no matter how much I love this person, only they can change themselves. Only God can change them from the inside out. So um, that's some. That's just one of the. Yeah, that's one of the relationships I had to deal with. I know I'm all over the place now, but I have like notes written down, and this is just. This is yeah, but yeah, you're, you're okay, Lauren. Um, thank you for sharing that. I'm sure that um, took a lot of courage to even just open up about something mm -hmm. so specific and so deep. But um, one thing I do want to ask, so when would you say like, when did it click? Me whatever. <laughs> when did it click um, to you? Like, okay, I need to get out. Because you talked about like how a common thing, a common theme that most women have like while they're in abusive relationships is just thinking that this person won't change. And I think that oftentimes that causes them to, to stay in a relationship, right? You think that this person will change. You think that things will get better. But for you specifically, when did it click that at what moment were you like, yeah, I need to get out. This is not this is not God's best for me. Um, I think it clicked for me. Honestly, the more the deeper I got into God's word, like honestly, like seeing how God saw me made me realize this is not how this individual sees me. And there, there will forever be a disconnect because if he's not, you know, loving me and accepting me the way God does, um, there's no way this relationship can get better. And I feel like it clicked for me. And at that point, I realized I had to release him and, and let him let God do his perfect will for his life. And there was nothing more that I could do. So I guess, I guess it just clicked when I realized that like, God doesn't want me in this relationship. I know it sounds so simple 
And it's like, why did it take so long to get there? But sometimes it takes a minute, you know, sometimes it takes a minute. And I think that was the moment when I just realized like God wouldn't want me in this relationship. He would not be accepting of me being treated this way. And so that's when I had to just release him. Mm. Yes. That's good. Um, and, and before I ask the, ne- the next question, I want to share to just, I know we said that this is a safe um, space and, but it's like, oh, so many people are going to be listening, but, you know, be gracious to yourself. Like, don't like, it's okay. Like to, to share more about like what you go through. And it's like, sometimes when we share like, oh, about the relationships and the hurt that we went through, like out loud, it's kind of uncomfortable to talk about, or you try to like, not want to bash the other person, you know, but it's like, at the end of the day, people need to hear more about the details, like the specifics of like, oh my gosh, okay. You went through that. Okay. That means that I'm, I'm actually in a a relationship that's toxic. And so I just wanted to share that with you. Like, don't be afraid or, you know, and I know it's hard sometimes to talk about it out loud, but like, you know, we, like we said before, this is a safe space. And so kind of going into my next question, did you experience change the way you view God, um, yourself and your identity through that process of being in that emotional, um, an abusive relationship? Like, I know you already said, like you had that click like, okay, this is not who God wants me to be with because I am this type of person, but did that change how you view God, even in the relationship? Um, I think it definitely changed the way I view God, but I think it changed it in a more positive way. I'm not sure if you're asking like, if it kind of, are you saying like, did it change like my belief in him? Or are you saying like, just how I viewed him? Or just did your experience, like when you went through that, did it change how you saw God? Like, okay, God, either way, whether it was good or like in a negative way, like how did you see God in your identity? Yeah, um, I definitely saw God differently as more of a, as more of a heal, just like, yeah, I saw God more as a, as a healer and more as a provider. Um, I definitely had, I felt like I had to get closer to him. I was, I felt like that was the only way to save myself from dealing with that relationship. Um, so it, I looked at him more as a father, you know what I'm saying? Like a father is going to protect his children, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I had to lean on him during that time. And so, um, and then as far as my identity goes, um, definitely it changed how I looked at my identity because I had to start seeing myself how God saw me and you know God looks at looks at us like we are loved and we're valuable and we're worthy mm-hmm. um sorry <laughs> let me catch my breath really quick because get a little choked up um but yeah so God sees us as loved worthy and valuable um he he sees us you know as new creatures you know and so when I, when I started leaning more on him, I would like, and I'll just read a few scriptures that helped me during that time. Um, so obviously there's the fearfully and wonderfully made scripture. I know this one gets used at all times, but this can get used so many times, especially if you're in an abusive relationship, Psalms 139, like, you know, my identity is in Christ and 
he sees me as fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, and then also by his wounds, we are healed, Isaiah 53 and 5. You know what I'm saying? He, he looks at me like, you know, I can be healed, you know, through him. Um, so those are just a few ways I started um, seeing my identity um, change because, you know, I don't, I don't know how to word this, but I think y'all get the point. <laughs> yeah, through, through God's word, like, honestly, and that's, yeah. like we said before, like, all of the answers are truly in the Bible, like, how we yeah. see ourselves whenever we feel discouraged, or whatever it may be, it's literally um, just going to the word of God, and just affirming yourself with his word, yeah, yeah. that's good. Yes, thank you so much for sharing those scriptures, Lauren. Um, and I, I feel like that kind of answers one of the next questions I was going to ask you, like, how were you really able to overcome um, the pain of that past abuse and find healing? So you talked about like, you know, reading your word and allowing yourself to see yourself the way that God sees you. But were you able, were you ever able to share to like a support system, maybe friends and like, or parents or someone, were you able, were you ever able to open up fully about what was really going on in your relationship? Yeah, yeah, um, I'm glad you asked that. I wanted to start off by kind of just talking about healing really quick, um, because it's important to know that healing isn't linear. Um, it's not a straight line, like how we talked about earlier. It's an ongoing process. Um, it's something that can go up and down based off of, you know, what you're dealing with throughout life. Um, and it takes time to be full, to be full and complete. Um, and it's just, it's not something that you just, you re, you know, you go through, go to therapy and you're good now you're healed. Like it's something that just keeps, you keep having to work on it daily. Um, and some might need healing forever and that's okay because they're working on their healing. Um, and it's just, um, okay. um, but yeah, so as far as me sharing with others, um, what I'll say, what I'll say is like what started my healing journey um, was obviously leaning on to God um, and learning about my worth under his lens, but also talking to close friends. I had a best friend that I often confided in. Um, and told her things because you have to speak up about these things it's it's so easy for us to like kind of go into a shell if we're dealing with this because we can either be embarrassed by the abuse or you know feel stupid that we're even in this relationship um or scared even scared to tell anyone so I just really want to encourage any woman or even a man that's listening to this um to talk about it talk about it with people that you trust and um yeah but and I'm even actually I'm actually even healing right now um even sharing this talking about this testimony so just yeah I started talking to my friends and now I'm sharing it on here and so I think this is definitely a part of my healing journey as well yes yes I believe it too um thank you for sharing that and I think that is important like having the right people around you, the right community to share uh, what you're going through. Um, so what is the process of forgiving someone who hurt you look like for you? Like, I know you talked about how this is a healing journey for you, but also one word that people don't like to talk about is forgiveness and how that's important also through your healing journey. So what is the process is looking like if you haven't 
fully forgiven the person yet? Or um, if you have, like, what does that process look like? Um, I, I would say that process looks a lot like the healing process um, because it may take a while to forgive someone as well. Um, but I know what's helped me forgive those individuals in the past um, is just kind of looking at them as human beings, um, realizing that, you know, the abuser is human and they're flawed and imperfect, just like everyone else. Um, and what they're, what they're doing is simply a reflection of what they're dealing with internally. Um, and just giving, you know, giving them grace and forgiveness the way that God gives us grace and forgiveness. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for sharing what that process of forgiveness looked like to you. Um, something that you said that really stuck with me was it's an ongoing process. I feel like that's kind of been the theme of what we've been saying today. Like this is an ongoing process. It doesn't happen at just one time. Um, so I love that you brought that up. And I love that you talked about just what that healing process even looked like for you, especially as you, you know, transition into this new phase of life where you are about to be a wife, you know, you are engaged. Um, I think the question that I have for you is, did you ever consider like therapy just to kind of help you unravel and really talk about some of those things that you faced in your, in your past relationship, just so that you weren't going into a new relationship, kind of holding on to those things? Yeah, yeah, I'm glad that you asked that. Um, I started the beginning of this year um, with my fiance. We actually do it together. I'm working on actually having my own individual therapist, um, but we started therapy together because of the because of you know things that he's dealt with in his past, and and then obviously what I've dealt with in my past, um, just to help each other be more aware of each other's triggers. Um, things that can bring about those old feelings that I that I dealt with in the past because I mean they things will spark up where like you know if like his tone is an octave a little bit level like if, if his tone is an octave a little too high for my liking you know he he's able to um, see that and and not you know navigate how to you know talk to me properly um, so yeah, we, we definitely, I definitely encourage therapy. That's really good. Like I never even thought about like, even kind of doing like a couples therapy for both of you guys to even go oh, okay. together, um, and talk about like maybe the trauma both of you have experienced in past relationships. So you're not repeating certain patterns, um, yeah. as you move forward in this new relationship. So I think that's good. I, we always stand therapy over here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just think that for a lot of people, who have dealt with, you know, abusive relationships like this, they don't have people that they can confide in. Some of them don't have a supportive community. Some of them don't have a godly circle. And that's why I feel like therapy is so important because it becomes that safe space for you to really talk about and begin to unravel some of the things that you've gone through um, and even help you to identify like certain triggers. Just like you said, like when he talks to you at a certain octave, like that triggers you. Um, and I love that you are aware of that because some people are not even aware. So yeah. um, I think that it's just so important just, just to, you know, to go to therapy um, and even see counseling as well. Like, mm -hmm. I just want to be clear, like, even though we are talking about this, we are not professionals. So 
I just feel like there's just so much value in seeking professional help um, and talking to people that, you know, are, have been educated on this that can really, really um, kind of talk to you and educate you, not just from like an experience perspective, but just mm-hmm. having that knowledge as well. So Mm -hmm. I want to say that I like how you said too, like a trigger of yours. Um, but I like how it's not, it's not causing you to like self-sabotage your relationship. I know sometimes when we go through traumatic relationships and then like the, nobody's perfect. So the next person that we're with, they may do something that kind of like triggers us or like help like make us remember like, oh man, I went through that. But instead mm-hmm. of us like freaking out and like, okay, no, you're not the one or whatever. You just have that mature adult conversation. Like, okay, this is what happened to me in the past. And so when you do mm-hmm. this, it's kind of triggers me. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes what we do when we get in healthy relationships or people who God called us to be with, we like, oh, if they do something that's not perfect or reminds us of, of, of something else we went through, we like self-sabotage in a way like, okay, like, no, I need to separate myself from you rather than just having a conversation with that person because they don't know exactly that that's your trigger until you let them know. And then hopefully they respond accordingly. So I like that you said that you guys go to that, you go to therapy and and kind of talk about the things that you've gone through and that helps you guys better understand each other. Yeah, no, I, yeah, when we um, got together, I can definitely say that's one of the things I love about him is how mature he is when it comes to, you know, just seeking out how to, how to improve ourselves and how to improve our relationship. Um, he's, he's never made me feel bad for, you know, needing him to, you know, treat me a certain way or talk to me a certain way or say something a certain way. Like he's never made me feel bad about it. Um, and he's open to therapy. So I would just say like, you know, for a woman that, you know, may be getting out of an abusive relationship and is moving on to the next one or, you know, has a potential, you know, love interest or whatever, um, to just, you know, allow that relationship to evolve and, and, and just be with someone that will allow it to evolve because, some people, I don't know, what am I trying to say? Some guys are just not like privy to um, understanding you. And I feel like my fiance has definitely been able to understand me. And he had he's had his own things going on like in the past. And I've been able to understand him and respect what's happened to him. And so, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been good to have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I feel like communication is is really key. Um, And it does take a very patient person um, to kind of help you unbag some of those some of those things that you've been through, because it's not easy. Just like you said, it's true. We all come with our own baggage. Um, But I feel like as a woman who's coming out of an emotional or abusive relationship, um, it really does take a very patient person um, and loving person to kind of really walk with you hand in hand through that process. Cause it's not easy. It's not easy at all. But before we wrap up this episode, I really felt like we should talk about narcissistic abuse. Um, I feel like that word narcissism, narcissist, that's kind of something that has been circulating in our culture today. Um, and I just kind of wanted to touch on it lightly, just because 
narcissistic abuse is definitely a form of emotional abuse as well. Um, and it's usually perpetrated by someone who suffers from narcissism or sociopathy. Um, and according to Google, well, this is not according to Google. I don't know what site this is, but it's a reputable site. <laughs> but it does talk about how these individuals have a tendency, whether conscious or unconscious, to use words and language in manipulative, manipulative ways to damage, alter, or otherwise control their partner's behavior. So I wanted to talk more about like the signs of narcissistic abuse, which are well in line with the signs you mentioned earlier, the red flags you mentioned earlier, Lauren, um, about emotional, emotional abuse. So some of those signs can be um, verbal abuse, lying, gaslighting, emotional manipulation, mm -hmm. excessive control, denial, neglect and withholding, um, isolation from others, and even love, love bombing. And I had to go look up love bombing because that's something that I've typically heard quite a lot from people who have come out of emotional abuse. They talk about um, going or experiencing a phase of love bombing. Um, I don't know if you guys that, are. Okay, what, yeah, yeah, I'm like, what is love bombing? Okay, let me, let me, let me explain. <laughs> so pretty much love bombing is an attempt to influence a person by demonstrations of attention and affection. So pretty much after maybe your, your said partner has abused you in some way, whether verbally, emotionally, physically, they go through this next phase of trying to kind of smooth everything over by excessive demonstrations of love, attention, and affection. Mm -hmm. So they might try to like give you excessive gifts. They mm -hmm. might say, I love you more frequently and more quickly. Um, they can do a, a whole lot of different things from what I'm, to I'm aware of. Yeah, to kind of like smooth over what they did. Um, and I think gotcha. that can even be more confusing. I can only imagine like even just me feeling like with my identity, like, okay, one week he's he's emotionally abusive. And then the next week he's loving yeah. and tender and affectionate and giving me gifts. And so that can make it very confusing. And I think that too causes women to stay behind because they're looking at that phase as, okay, this is what this person has the potential to be, but that's actually a sign of narcissistic behavior. So I kind of just wanted to talk about it. I don't know if you experienced that in your past relationship, Lauren. Um, well, I was going to say, wow, just hearing you say that, it makes me think that's literally kind of what he used to do. Cause it was, it was, you know, like I said, it was hard for, I wanted him to change and I felt like he was going to change. And I feel like a lot of times he would do things like spend a lot of money on me or we'd go on a trip you know, things like that to make me feel like, oh, okay, well, the relationship's going better now. And then next thing you know, it's downhill again. It was just a roller coaster. So now I'm glad hearing these things. And I think this is going to help everyone else to like being able to identify like specifically what these things are called is really going to help someone be set free. But um, yeah, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I, I experienced love bombing. Is it love bombing? Or? Yeah, it's called love bombing. Um, and wow. absolutely, like I'm just even, it's just crazy how much I've been learning to even just from this conversation and just um, from other things that I've heard from other women. And just like you said, a lot of people are not aware. And I think that's why I feel I just really support and I stand, you know, going to professional therapy or professional counseling because they can um, bring these things to the surface and allow you to see things in a way that you can't, you know, because maybe you don't have the education 
or that knowledge to support that. So, so yeah, but thanks for some, thanks so much for even sharing that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, the only thing I knew about with um, narcissism is like manipulation and even like the love bombing thing sounds like pretty much manipulation. So like they're manipulating you. Um, yeah, so it's, it's really, it really is a personality disorder that people, people, they probably don't even know that they have, you know, like it's literally, but they, if someone brings it to their attention, of course, if you have narcissism, narcissism, that's a hard word. <laughs> if you're narcissistic, like you're not going to believe what nobody tell you because you know, that's a personality disorder that you have. It's really a disease. And I heard, um, I was at this Bible study and some women were talking about them being in that type of relationship. And someone asked like, can they even get out? Like, is there hope for them to get out? And some of them were like, no, like that's just who they are. But another girl said, and I agree, anything is possible with the blood of Jesus. Like I believe that someone who has that personality disorder can be delivered from that. And even if they can't, even if they can't even see it now that God is able to open up their eyes to see what I'm doing is toxic. It's, it's evil. It's manipulative, which is witchcraft, honestly. And so Mm -hmm. I do believe that the power of God is able to deliver those people. But, um, yeah, that's, that's all I pretty much knew about that, but that is very interesting. And it even has me like thinking about certain, you know, relationships too, like, yeah, there's a lot of manipulation going on, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Like, it is a personality disorder. And I think the, the most important thing to remember, even if you're a woman who is in a situation like this, or even if you're listening to this and you're a guy, is that it has really nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with that person. Because I know that I can only imagine like going through this type of relationship and thinking that their behavior towards me has everything to do with me, how I'm acting. Maybe I'm not a good enough girlfriend or a good enough wife, or maybe I'm not doing mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z enough. And so it can really alter your identity and you know you begin to think that your value is attached to how this person treats you but it has nothing to do with you it has everything to do with them as you were talking Jenny I think the thing that came into my mind was for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world so it's really it's really a spiritual thing as well like it's not like it's trying to understand that like it's them, but even in them, it's a, it's a dark, darker force at work in them, causing them to behave like that and causing them to do that. Um, and so just like you said, with prayer, anything is possible. Um, and maybe you're listening to this and you're evaluating whether you yourself have been the manipulator in a relationship or, you know, maybe you have um, exhibited narcissistic traits towards people in your life, whether that be a romantic partner or your friends Um, or whatever the case might be, I think that just like Jonique said, there's nothing that the power of the Holy Spirit cannot do. There's nothing that the power of the Holy Spirit cannot break. And I think it starts with an awareness and just being truthful and honest with yourself. Like, yes, Yes, that's good. So as we wrap this up, my last question for you, Lauren, is what advice would you like to give to, to other women who are going through a similar situation? Yeah. Um, my advice would be to remember your worth and your value um, through God's lens. Understand that you deserve better, um, and someone that truly loves you wouldn't even think to treat you, you know, in a narcissistic way. Um, and then also to be gentle and graceful with yourself. That's my advice. <laughs> 
Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I would just also include that. And just remember that healing is possible. Like I love your story, Lauren, because thank you for talking about like, you know, the trial part of it, but it's lovely to see how, you know, you're in this new relationship that's thriving and, you know, God centered. So healing is possible. It is possible for you to come out certain relationships like that and, you know, and meet and be in healthy relationships, you know, and I think that's the most important healing is possible and knowing that God does have a good plan for you. Thanks, guys. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just a little teared up. Let's see. Just tearing up a little. This is a great episode. Yes, so beautiful. And I, I, like I said before, like, I really do believe like other women will be blessed and healed by this conversation. And as you said before, like, even as you're speaking, you're going to be healed. And even when we're off of this, you may have this moment where you're like, man, like either you feel heavy or you feel like free or you feel whatever, because you've been talking about this, like you open up this, this wound again, but that just brings God in to heal you more. And so, and I pray for healing over even your marriage, even like through this journey of marriage, through you and your fiance, like, as you have talked about this, that, you know, you will continue to be healed through this process. So yeah, this is a great episode. It was. Thank you so much for your time, Lauren. Um, Before we end the episode, can you tell the people how they can connect with you through social media? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my Instagram handle is the Lori V that's T H E L A U R I V as in victory. And, um, I really just, I'm only on Instagram, so <laughs> you can connect with me on there. And then also your business. Tell us. Oh um, yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yes. In my event planning business, it's the vision by L that's the vision by uh, if you need any events I got y'all yes you I gotta work on my elevator speech Lori, <laughs> like you better pub yourself you better I know I gotta work on it Yes. So if you are in the <laughs> Dallas area and you are trying to plan your next birthday, your next baby shower, your next wedding, because she does weddings too, y'all. So yes. hit her up, hit her up. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, thank you for spending this time with us. You are able to connect with us at the Unveiling Her podcast on Instagram. And yeah, thank you guys so much. But before we go, I just want to remind you that you are loved, you are seen, God sees you exactly where you're at, um, and that healing is possible for you. And so we're just praying for healing. We're praying for restoration. Um, and that just for you to remember who God says that you are. So love you guys. Bye.